Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Motherfucking mini-episode. Mini-episode. Motherfucking mini-episode. Yep, 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 there it is, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another phenomenal episode of My Mama Told Me, the podcast where we dive deep, deep into the pockets of black conspiracy theories, and we finally work to prove the theories that you, the listeners, have at home. This is it. This is us. Thursdays on ABC. I don't know if that's the day that they come on. Frankly, I've never watched the show. I looked at the premise of uh, three very unlike people, one of which was Sterling K. Brown, a black man, having to call these people family, and I said, nope, no thanks. This isn't going to turn out the way I want it to. What I would have loved is Sterling K. Brown commits a massacre against the white devil that trapped him in his home. And then they tell that story. But no, ABC wanted to tell a family drama about uh, a man who was burned in a fire. Spoiler alert. And also, somehow, despite having a healthy upbringing, Sterling Kane Brown still has a crackhead daddy. I don't know. Seems problematic to me. But that's neither here nor there. I haven't even introduced myself. I'm your host, Langston Kerman. As always, I'm coming in hot. I'm talking about crackheads and house fires. This is the way the podcast was always meant to be. And I am excited because today I'm going to be digging into a a conspiracy that was sent to me by a person named Bree. Bree sent me a conspiracy that that I loved right from the beginning. She sent me an email. In the subject line, she said, rubbing niggas' heads for luck? Two question marks. Rubbing niggas' heads for luck? I, I had to do it again just to make sure I could, I could include that second question mark in the way that I pronounced it. Rubbing niggas' heads for luck? Bree was confused right from the subject, but she says, hi, Langston. Love the show. You're funny as fuck. Well, thank you, Bree, etc." I was going to send a voice note, but I'm high right now, and it would take me entirely too long to figure out how to send this email from my phone. 
Well, Bree, you shouldn't be that high. It's uh, it's pretty basic. You just open the app and you talk into your phone. But if you're struggling, I respect your choice. Something my mama, RIP Queen Pam, would tell me and my brother when we were younger, while effectively giving us noogies, was rub a nigga's head, get good luck. I also remember my light-skinned-ass grandfather saying that too. Obviously, it's racist. But where the fuck did this come from? Is that why white people want to touch my hair all the time? Open your third eye and enlighten us, please. Thanks, and don't forget to tip your tinfoil hat at a 45-degree angle, Brie. Thank you so much for this lovely note, Brie, and, uh, and I appreciate the drugs you were doing, prompting this very strange conspiracy theory that I don't think I had ever heard necessarily. I don't think specifically rubbing a nigga's head for good luck is a thing that I, I've heard over and over again. I've heard rub a bald head man say it. You know what I mean? If they bald, you could slap that skin and that's fun. That's what we used to do. My, my friend Carl, he taught me about this thing that they did when they were growing up called cheese neck where and it, it's not it's not a complicated game, but if that neck was exposed, you slap it and you say cheese neck. And that was the game. And that was pretty fun in college. But yeah, you rub a bald head. Maybe you kiss it a little bit. That's that's a good old time. You all go kiss that bald head. But rubbing for good luck, I had not heard. And so I decided to do, as requested by Bree, a little bit of research. And as it turns out, Bree, this isn't some completely made up theory from your, your mom and your grandfather. In fact, rubbing a black person's head for good luck actually traces all the way back to slavery. It's weird. It's like a lot of our history is traced back to slavery. Hmm. I wonder what that was. I wonder what happened to us that made us have to come up with a bunch of traditions and weird... Uh, <laughs> Weird ways of creating culture as a, a means of survival during that period. It's almost as if somebody was being real fucked up to us. Anyway, I digress. White slave masters used to rub their slaves' heads, not just as a method of asserting dominance. Obviously, they viewed their slaves as, as cattle, as, as fucking just uh, animals. And so they would do it as a, a way of uh, saying, I'm the master, you are, you are owned. But also they would do it as a way, I guess, of making themselves extra lucky at beating and raping later that day. You know what I mean? I don't know what kind of special luck a slave master needs. Like, oh, I hope I could cut his foot off in one chop this time. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know why you need luck. You beat the game. You fucking own people in land in a place where both of those things are, are pretty much the only things to own. So like, what luck did you need that day, Jebediah? But it, either way, the fact that they used to rub these black heads apparently is a very real thing. Now, obviously, slaves at the time didn't have the option to reject this unwanted touching. And so it's highly likely that these slave masters were in fact able to at least continue having a pleasant day, despite physically assaulting a person mere moments before that. You could just rub a head and go about your business. Nobody could do anything about it. You know what I mean? That's just the way it was back then. Now, the question that popped in my head when this all came in, because it did remind me of those bald heads that we used to rub and kiss back in my youth. And it got me asking whether or not bald heads were somehow serviced 
or uh, if they service better luck. You know what I mean? Like if you rub a a big old fluffy head, yeah, that's okay. But if you rub a bald head, god damn it, you just hit the lotto. You know what I mean? So it, it led to that line of thinking. And maybe I'm high right now, Bree. I haven't had any drugs, but a goddamn it, I'm high on life and I'm high on skepticism. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. One of the things that it got me asking is why so many African people, certainly in their depictions in the media, and I haven't spent a lot of time in Africa. I went to South Africa one time and uh, it was pretty cool and super problematic. What you see is the remnants of apartheid in a way that they do not tell you about. They say that apartheid happened and everybody's free now and and now they're equals and white people apologize. But what they don't mention is that in Cape Town specifically, about 80 to 90 percent of the land is still predominantly owned by white people. And all the black people are sort of pushed into these small pockets. And it's all very unfair. And the land specifically is uh, they, they have these beautiful wine country areas. And you ask the driver as he takes you out there, how many of these vineyards are owned by black people? And he's like, huh? What? Huh? I don't know what you're talking about. And it's just very clear that the redistribution of wealth never really happened in this country, despite them making these very public apologies. But again, that's not what we're focused on here. My question was, 
why do so many people in some African countries have bald heads? And so the question, or at least some of the information that I found is, number one, many places on the continent, as it turns out, are very, very hot. So it's just easier for comfort and cleanliness and also resources to shave your head or at least cut it down very low. And that would explain why these lucky ass bald heads are walking around all the time. The other thing that I found in asking that question is that apparently, and this is something that that got written up for me. I didn't write this part of it, but it uh, well makes sense of the whole thing. The hair apparently is the most elevated part of the body and was therefore back in the day considered a portal for spirits to pass through the soul, pass through to the soul, excuse me. So like spirits could like, uh, you know, how like uh, in breakdancing, when you you pass that electricity from one arm to the other and and you got to pass it because if you let that build up inside of you, that's how you get diabetes. But you got to pass that electricity from one arm to the other. And so apparently that's how like uh, spirituality sort of works is that it's passing through your hair into your soul. And because of the cultural and spiritual importance of hair for Africans, the practice of having their heads involuntarily shaved before being sold as slaves was in itself a dehumanizing act. So these slave masters weren't just shaving their heads because they thought it looked cool or they wanted to get you know, feel lucky. It was truly an act of dehumanizing them. It was an effort to make them feel less than and lose even more of the control in their life. The little bit of thing that made them feel like they had a connection to their spirituality or their beauty or their comfort, they snatched that away too. They seem like otherwise pretty good guys. I think historically we should just keep celebrating Thomas Jefferson and George Washington and all those other fellas. They seem like perfectly reasonable people, except for the fact that they literally stole everything from generation after generation of people. That said, it is very similar. This act of, of dehumanizing is very similar in my mind to how white people will sometimes introduce themselves to dogs before they even greet the people who are walking those dogs. Have you ever experienced this? You, the listener at home? I don't know why I'm framing this as a question. Have you ever had that thing where like you're walking a dog and then somebody walks up and they're like, oh my God, you're beautiful. You aren't you a cutie part? And it's like, bitch, I speak English. He can't he doesn't even speak English. He doesn't even wipe up his own shit. Say hello to me. And then I may or may not tell you why I named my dog something stupid like Buckley or Senor Marshmallow. You don't get to just greet my dog without my consent. You greet me, bitch. You greet you look me in the eyes and you say hello, sir. I would like to find out. If your dog is a girl or a boy, even though that information has no applicable meaning in my world, it's probably spayed or neutered. So truthfully, it's it's been removed of that dignity. Also, should we talk about how owning dogs has a, a taste of slavery in it? Probably not. That's why what this episode is about. Anyway, it does appear to your question, Bree, about about the touching of black hair, it does appear in some ways that touching black hair may be an evolution born from this weird white devil superstition of rubbing heads for good luck. However, I actually think the issue of touching black hair is a little more basic than that. I don't think it's as evolved 
as as we would like it to be. I think, truthfully, if I'm being honest, the act of touching the hair is more because the hair just, for the whites, just seems foreign or odd compared to their own, shall we say, barilla spaghetti hair. Do you know what I mean? Just a barilla. I used to love those Berea commercials, and some of it maybe it was just me loving white hair. I just see, I saw it, I'm like, look at that gorgeous white hair. It looks scrumptious. Berea. The point is, our hair seems foreign, and the choice to simply reach out and touch it is no different than the instinct, the exact instinct they have with animals on the street. And they see black people as so lacking in their own agency in their own sort of like self-worth that they presume any kindness they show, including a pat on the head, would be welcomed. We'd like it. Them reaching their hand out must be sweet to them because of their history of slavery and abuse. They're like, well, I'm not hitting you in the face. So you probably are just a fan that I even noticed your existence, black man or woman. And so I'm going to touch your hair and you'll be grateful, much in the way that a pug would be if I reached out and patted his or her head. It's a gross instinct and it, it probably does uh, have a historical context there of, of people believing in good luck, but I don't think it offers much good luck now. You know what I mean? I've watched enough YouTube videos of black ladies flipping out at Walmart because some white lady gets bold and touches her hair to know that yeah, that ain't that ain't the move no more. You know what I mean? I don't think it ends up. I think that's how you get fired from your your weird uh, financial services job is you get caught touching a black lady's hair and then she tweets about it afterwards. So in long story short, it used to be good luck, I guess, if you were a slave owner and you you wanted to 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 effectively shoot a slave in the kneecaps later. But nowadays, it seems like it's pretty bad luck, although I don't know that white people have fully realized that yet. Anyway, if there's any other physical abuse that you wanted to pitch to me, the listener at home that you think might be good or bad luck, I talk about it. You All you got to do is, is send it to me. Send me send me a note. Send me a voice memo. Don't get high like Bree. She's a drug addict. She's, oh my God. We got to get her into a clinic and, and get some help for her. But you, the listener at home, sober, effective, living your life, you could send me a message at mymamapod at gmail.com and I'll listen to it. And some of them I'll respond to. Some of them are fucking nuts and you guys should be ashamed of yourselves. You should shoot yourself in the foot. But the others that are more reasonable, I'll listen to them and I'll respond to them here on the podcast. And as always, you can follow me at Langston Herman. And most importantly, please follow and subscribe to the podcast and write beautiful notes and, and reviews. We'd love to hear from you. OK, well, that's all I needed to talk to you about. Bye. Motherfucking mini episode. Mini episode. Motherfucking mini episode. Motherfucking mini episode. Mini episode. Motherfucking mini episode. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. 
or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Looking for a fabulous fashion brand that celebrates you? Then look no further than Boston Proper, where styles are designed with you in mind, so you can look and feel amazing, no matter the day, season, or occasion. At bostonproper.com, you'll find fashion that knows you best. For over 30 years, Boston Proper has been the fashion destination for confident women who want to elevate their look with unique, sophisticated clothing at affordable prices. Visit bostonproper.com today. Boston Proper. Wear it like no one else.